I'm Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for Smart, Strong, Successful Women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You podcast. Keep listening to learn when to talk about serious things on dates. When we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Today's reader question is from Bonnie. Can you address when to start talking about more vulnerable and serious topics in dating? I understand that people want light and playful in the beginning, but when is the best time to start truly opening up? Love this question. It speaks to my heart. So here's my theory, and if you've been listening for a while, you've heard most of my theories. I feel pretty strongly that most people just aren't good at dating. And that goes for both men and women. I, I did a podcast once upon a time about dating being a skill set, like doing anything else in the world, like being in sales or coding HTML or playing piano. I think dating is a skill set. I think it's a thing that you have the capacity to work at and be better at. But most of us never really think of it like that. We just kind of go in and do what we do and have no idea why things don't work. We can never really get any feedback. And so this is gender neutral. This is men and women. I don't think most men and women are good at dating. So let's think of the most common dates that we see. And this, I just rattled this made up list off. Number one, coffee dates, which are basically just meet and greet intros where you both give each other five seconds to determine if the other person is fuckable. That's what a coffee date is. Then there's therapy dates. It's where one of you pours out your heart to the other and you go way into the TMI and someone inadvertently turns into the therapist and the other person feels trapped because they're going into this deep, dark place of unresolved issues. Therapy dates are not much fun. And then there's the monologue date. It's not, it's adjacent to the therapy date, but it's really one where generally the guy does all the talking and the other person doesn't even know where to interject um, because the date is entirely one-sided. and He's only interested in listening to himself talk and seeing that you're impressed by him. Then there's a sex date, which pretty much skips past the getting to know you part and quickly getting to the when could I see you naked part. And then there's the interview date. This is more of a woman thing where you're interviewing him for the part of husband in the first 90 minutes trying to figure out everything that's wrong with him that would prevent you from building a life with him. And, and you think you're being really sneaky and you know asking him interesting questions that are revealing, but you really just sound like an insecure interrogator when you start interviewing someone on a date. So none of those are good dates. And yet you probably recognize that all of them are pretty real and pretty common. Now the sex date's probably a good date, but it's not the thing that's gonna get us into the relationship. So how does one have a good first date? What is the skill behind that? Well, in Love You, week eight, I do an entire unit, an entire week on first dates. And one of the key ideas is the idea that you have to put aside your agenda. Everybody has an agenda on a first date. What do I want to get out of this first date? The problem is if you have an agenda, you're not very likely to achieve it. So you want to put your agenda aside and focus on the person that you're with. What kind of date did they want? How am I going to help them get their kind of date? So if you go in and your real agenda is to figure out what his five-year plan is or what his relationship with his ex-wife is, that agenda is not really fun for him. So you wanna be more curious, you wanna be more playful, you wanna be more authentic. 
And so those are just buzzwords. And so what's the practical application of this? It's important to know that as much as everybody runs around giving mediocre dating advice, there are no rules for what you're allowed to talk about on a first date. Anyone who's giving you rules or a, a script to follow for a first date is not very knowledgeable about effective dating dynamics. They're really, like if you're coming with a script, you're doing it wrong. If you're thinking you should get out of a date and ask these questions, no, 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 no. So the key to a first date, a really good first date, is increasing intimacy to create connection and develop enough momentum to secure an automatic second date. And this is why half hour coffee dates are the worst kind of dates. There's no time to connect. There's no atmosphere for any real intimacy. I'm not even talking about physical intimacy. It's just you're surrounded, you know, in plastic chairs, daylight, lots of people milling around. It's just not, it's not intimate. And so you're not going to have the best first date. You can have a nice conversation with someone at a coffee shop, but it's never going to be the ideal first date. Think about the, the idea that dating should increase your intimacy. This is why kissing at the end of the date is a good idea. It cements the connection and gives you both incentive to want to come back for another date. And this is why keeping it light, like the original question asked, isn't a great dating strategy. Not that we want to go into therapy dating, right? But if you just keep it super light and surfacy, he's you're not giving him any reason to come back for more. No guy wants to go out with a woman because of what she's watching on Netflix or what she has to say about her next vacation spot or her keto diet or like none of these are the reasons that guys respond to women. He's going to want to see you again because he had a unique connection to you because you went to a place that felt authentic and vulnerable, period. That's the reason. So years ago, there was a New York Times article that went viral. Um, I'll see if I can post it in the show notes. Um, but it was it was a thing and it was called uh, 36 Questions. How you could fall in love with someone in 36 questions on a first date. Right? And the questions involved increasing intimacy. And I just looked it up just to make sure that I was prepared for this podcast. The first question was, if you could invite anyone in the world to dinner, who would it be? Which is... On the light side, a little random, but interesting and maybe insightful. And the 36 questions ends with share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it, which is basically simulating the role of what a spouse would do, really, on a first date. So in between those two questions, there's you know, 34 other questions where you discuss your most treasured memories and you compare values and you open up your thoughts about love and death and disappointment and heartbreak. And, right. So again, and, it, and this is not meant to be taken literally. I don't want you to go out and do these 36 questions. To have a checklist of 36 questions would be weird. I, I did this with my wife one Valentine's Day and it is pretty intense. So the point is not for you to have a, a cheat sheet of questions for a first date, right? It's that between keeping it light and saying nothing, here's what I do for work, here's what I do for hobbies, you're going to find it's far more effective, effective being the, the love you buzzword, right? It's not right and wrong. Does this work? Does it not work? It works much better to talk about what matters the most. 
relationships with friends and family, exes, hopes, dreams, feelings, embarrassment, disappointment. This is the real you. This is the human you. It's not what you do, it's who you are. And this is what people mean by authenticity and vulnerability. Being real with no concern of trying to impress someone. People love that shit. I know. I know. It sounds crazy, but it's true. It's why you're here listening to me right now. Because that's that's how I try to operate in the world. It's how I try to operate on dates. And I realized that it's a unique differentiator. Most people are kind of putting on some sort of show for you. Um, but it's really nice to get to know a real person. Uh, and that's also uh, universal between men and women. Um, now, despite everything I shared, that doesn't mean that because we're talking about theoretically intimate things, right? and I mentioned the time that I lost my dad when I was 26, when I, you know, how I went through an anxious period in my 20s, my career wasn't going well. And I could, I could theoretically talk about these things, but it's not the only topic. You could still laugh and you could still flirt and you could have fun along the way. Good conversation can and should be playful. Just know that if it's all light and shallow, neither of you are really making a meaningful connection. Far better to go towards the depth than to run away from it. Got it? So do you think you could take an average date and turn it into a good date? If not, keep working on it. Keep working on dating as a skill set. And when you develop the skill set of making 90% of people at the end of the date want to see you again, right? Because you're so good at this, you'll have a unique superpower that other people don't even know exists, right? The ability to turn a mediocre date into a good date just by sheer force of your personality. So please share your thoughts in the comments below. I always read them. I always appreciate them. And if you have a question for me that you'd like to have answered, please send it to blog at evanmarkkatz.com. And I hope to take it on in a future Love You podcast. Until then, keep listening. Have a great week. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Thank you for tuning into the Love You podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please share an honest review on Apple. More reviews equals more awareness of the Love You podcast and more love in the world. And if you have everything except a man and you want to have a happy, healthy relationship, I can help you. In Love You, you will gain confidence, learn to trust your judgment, and find a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click to watch my free video. When you're done, you could apply to Love You to join hundreds of other smart, strong, successful women in a coaching community where women like you actually get the love you deserve. I'll see you there.